Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zadak. Chris Gavin. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you're new to the program, thank you for joining us. And we apologize that you're uh, jumping in while we talk about The Butterfly Effect from 2004, directed by a team of fellas. Uh, <laughs> two people responsible for this film, Eric Bress and J. Mackey Gruber. Ugh. Uh, this is one of those things where we realize, like, Oh man, time's flying by on the show, yeah, oh yeah, and yeah. like it's two, it's 2014. So now all of a sudden, all these new movies are available, and this is one we just had to snatch up as fast as we could. Wait a minute, guys! I just read my notes, and I time traveled. Oh, oh shit, oh. dude! You did you? Yeah. You looked like you blacked out for a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I. It's. I, 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 it did. Everybody get molested. <laughs> Everyone, everybody, in everybody the room, got molested. Round, round yep. the horn, everybody. <laughs> we were still molested, so you okay. didn't do it. You have to go uh, back okay, again. Okay, I gotta you go back then. Keep going back. <laughs> this film is utterly horrendous. It was a super smash at the box office. Uh, this was Ashton Kutcher's like first serious thing. Never in my life did I think for a second I'd be sitting watching a movie going, man, you know, I really wish I was watching Dude, Where's My Car right now. Uh. It would have been a saving grace. If this I was, had been, no. I was just, I was like, you know, is it on Netflix? Can I just watch it after this? I was hoping I could watch Jobs. Give that a spin after this fucking piece <laughs> of garbage. <laughs> dare ever watch that movie? <laughs> it's so, that's. I mean, that's my problem with Ashton Kutcher. If if he could just stick to the stupid shit, yeah, I'd be so fine. I'd I be thought so fine. I thought he was very funny on that '70s show. That's a show that ran like five years longer than it should have. Yeah. But he was always very funny on it as Kelso. I think he's got he's got good comedic timing. He just he gets sidled with these romantic comedies that no one could possibly care about. Or you're doing stuff like this or Jobs. They have the same beard, and you know, both <laughs> characters have the same yeah. beard. Uh, and you're just like, what do you, what do you do? I mean, I'm laughing at you in this movie, but I'm not supposed to. You don't want me to be, but I am laughing at you. Sincerity does not help Ashton Kutcher. No. <laughs> no. And, and the, and I mean, there's a lot of, sin- like, the sincere scenes in this movie are out, like, outrageous. Well, that's, this movie is outrageous. And this movie should be a balls to the wall, like, not even a comedy, but like, just like, it, it, you can mine actually comedy from this premise and like how silly and over the top it gets, but it's so sincere and it's so like if this movie thought it was a comedy, I'd say it's one of the best comedies I've ever seen. But it thinks it's this movie where it's gonna make you think. It's gonna it's a real noodle scratch of that butterfly I mean, effect. <laughs> hey man, I was watching that butterfly effect. I was uneasy. Well, it's like what well, it's a supernatural thrill. It's like the Mothman prophecies, right? Oh then fuck the moth. <laughs> that's you. That's a trick. You just <laughs> tricked our audience, and I was like. <laughs> Hey, you know that Mothman prophecies? That's a supernatural thriller. No, it's a boring movie. Dude, uh, okay, here's one for the fans. Me and Chris Cavan watched that movie in theaters on an awkward double date, and I was more upset that we were watching Mothman prophecies than the situation we found ourselves in. It's just nothing happens, and then a bridge collapses. <laughs> Man, 
Yeah, that is a real snooze of a movie. But Steve the Mothman <laughs> might have killed the fucking bridge. I want to see the Mothman, if that's the case. I want to see the Jeepers Creepers Mothman <laughs> flying around, and at the end, Bruce Willis has to put a fucking stake in his heart. <laughs> Not Bruce Willis, uh, whatever, Richard, Richard Gere. Gere Richard yeah. Gere. Uh, you know what this movie is? I mean, this movie is a really bad student film yep. that uh. got an executive producer in Ashton Kutcher and a star in Ashton Kutcher and was able to wrangle some money for a budget. And that's a big problem because this script is outrageous because it's filled with all the things that a bad first-year film student would write into his script. Like, oh, man, what if this one guy's a fucking child molester and then this other girl tries to kill herself? And by the way, they go to the movies. Oh, they go to the movies and they are watching Seven. Oh, yeah. It's even worse than that. Oh, dog gets burned to death oh yeah oh and you know what man this this character i wrote he's so sinister guess what i came up with last night he's gonna burn a dog <laughs> you know how they usually put a sack of dogs in the river <laughs> burning them fire <Fuck> motherfucker <laughs> the, 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 there's two guys in the room writing it and one guy would write like okay um uh, so then evan gets his dog burned and the other guy's like dude that's fucked up and he's like print it <laughs> that, was, that was the test. Right? That's so fucked. Yeah. Uh... Oh, yeah, that's so fucked up. <laughs> oh, man, job molestation. <laughs> you, you just blew my mind. <laughs> I mean, so the movie starts with a garbage quote about chaos theory, bro. <laughs> Like, it's like, oh, man, you ever hear about that butterfly thing where, like, the butterfly's wings flap its wings, then a guy in Asia has a heart attack, right? <laughs> like, that shit happens. Dude, you ever think about that? That shit will keep you up at night. Because <laughs> that's the other thing, right? It's like, how are we going to get people to take us seriously? You got to start with a really rocking quote. <laughs> Not attributed to anyone. Oh, no, it's no, attributed no. to chaos theory. I, I mean, I, I, the, you know, Jeff Goldblum's really upset right now that he, <laughs> Ian Malcolm didn't get credit at the beginning of the butterfly effect. It's I guess probably literally. It should be like you know, if a butterfly flaps its wings in one part of the world, such and such, such and such, and then it's dash that one's Treehouse of Horror episode. <laughs> like they might as well quote the fucking Simpsons episode they got the idea from. Uh, Bruce, I had this awesome idea for a quote. You see. I had this idea that, like, a butterfly flies, <laughs> and then somebody dies somewhere. What could, uh, did, did somebody say something like that? Well, that's theoretical, and it's chaotic. Chaos theory. There we go. We did it. I mean, it is part of chaos theory, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, find the fucking scientist that wrote that shit down. Do your, where's your bibliography, butterfly effect? It's not a fucking urban legend. Someone figured it out. It's not like the Mothman prophecy. It's a real thing. Maybe it was the Mothman that did it. If a butterfly flaps its wings in one continent, then a typhoon hits another continent. Dude, Again, where's my where's my Cobra Commander Mothman? <laughs> if that's what I'm paying fucking nine bucks for, I don't want to watch Richard Gere and Laura Liddy fucking stare dully at each other. <laughs> I want a mimic creature. Yes, exactly. That's what I thought we were getting into. I was like, it's a mimic, but it's with Dick Gear, so you're classing it up a bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a bridge fell down. Oh, the credits. <laughs> fucking. That, you know what? That's a stay tuned. Yeah, at some point. Ah, huh. so. He he, being Ashton Kutcher, uh, 
is is a is a fella named Evan, is it? Evan Treborn, which I was looking on the IMDB. You know that's the you know what that spells? Event reborn. <gasps> yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, no problem, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just blew your mind again, man. <laughs> and I, I do apologize for everyone who hasn't seen this movie. I would stop your car because your mind's gonna get blown about five or six times. This really is one of the coolest stories <laughs> I've ever heard. I'm bro. about to skip a stone over your brain mounds. <laughs> so he's a kid. We start off when he's a little kid and we go through his very tumultuous, very tumultuous childhood immediately. Wowza. (laughs) Like you had that one kid in your grade where you were like, oh man, that kid had that happen or whatever. That kid's got a bad dad or something, Mm -hmm. something. These kids have everything happen to them. (laughs) Any horrendous shit that can befall a child happens to all of these kids this group of friends i'd rather be a stephen king kid than than evan treeborn you know what i mean like oh yeah because you're just getting bullied in your underwear you're not getting fucked by eric stultz (laughs) and then eventually you can fuck back with your mind powers (laughs) yeah at least you get mind powers at the end of the deal yeah i mean so uh evan has his mother uh hollywood's punching bag melora walters (laughs) hollywood damaged goods melora i mean like she's she's probably got a super sweet life but every time i see her in a movie i'm like i just feel bad for her because the events that befall her every time i mean that's her type yeah what is is she known for magnolia is the big one Oh, yeah. She Speaking gets, of people get in touch. She gets a raw deal in that movie. She sure does. And then, actually, it was funny because, uh, actually, for research for this show, at least that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I was watching Beethoven text. the other day. <laughs> Dude, no, no, no. You know what happens in Beethoven. You know whether or not Beethoven is in I was episode. rewatching Beethoven, and she, for real, plays uh, the lady who uh, attends to him at the pet store before he gets kidnapped. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> That's a nice turn for her. So she's she's his mother, and like the first thing we see is Evan draws this totally fucked up picture in school where it's all these bloody dead bodies, bro. And it's an annoying movie thing where this doodle is way too good for yep. like a seven-year-old kid. Yeah. It's like if that kid drew that, I'd be like, if I was the teacher, right, I'd be like, well, the content is clearly disturbing, but the brush strokes here from this crayon. This is specialty school uh, stuff here, man. This, this. I mean, it looks like Todd McFarlane doing a caricature. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'd be like, dude, you should fucking call up Image Comics. You got a, you got a deal, man. You got, you got something. No one ever looks at messed up child drawings for the actual craft behind them, and that's something that we really should be doing. The formal ability. The I mean. for- yeah, exactly. Well, I'd say 99 out of 100 of those child disturbed drawings are like angry scratch drawings. Sure. But yeah, if you get that one where you're like, hey, you can make a cartoon out of that. <laughs> hey, you know what? The line on this carcass is extraordinary. <laughs> oh, the perspective of I love this looking down shot. You're holding the knife. I mean... This is all really well. This is really in frame. Yeah. Look at the shading going on while this this uh, half tiger, half man is skull fucking this dead woman. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so Melora, wish that that happened in this movie. It's it's just a, a a kid with a knife over a pile of dead bodies, which is actually never explained in the movie why he was drawing it or what. Well, it is, explained. Explained. it is explained. Is it? Oh, yeah. I apologize because he. He didn't oh, draw it. It was the yeah. it was the friend who is actually disturbed. Yes, 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 yes. Well, so he's got a posse of friends. It's him who grows up to be Ashton Kutcher. Uh, there's a girl who grows up to be Amy Smart. 
uh, uh, there is her brother who grows up to be some fucked up guy and the actor nobody knows. Mm. Uh, and then there's the other friend who's like the fat kid because you have to have a fat kid. That's why it's kid. almost like a Stephen King yep. group because yep. it's it's two white boys, a girl, and then a fat kid. <laughs> and the fat kid grows up to be one of the the dude who played one of the Bash brothers in Mighty Ducks. Eldon Hansen. Yes. So that's like their little posse or whatever. Two white boys, a girl, and a fat kid. I smelled a Fantastic Four. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I was going to say, that's half of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, you know, Melora Walters is like, oh, my God, my son's so fucked up. I have to go to... Luckily, his father is at a, in a, a loony bin, a, a good old-fashioned movie loony bin. Yeah, this yeah. guy's just grade-A crazy. And you know he they t- you know his 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 psychologist they they bring him to the psychologist psychologist is like you know his father had blackouts it seems like Evan's starting to have blackouts maybe he should keep a journal and like that's the thing is like right. Evan should keep a journal so he remembers what goes on and blah 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 and and you know maybe one day it'll, it'll, it'll allow him to travel back in time we'll just see what happens he uh, may use these journals to uh, forget the whole thing and stop having seizures uh, or he might be able to travel through time. Try to guess which one. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I mean, he could turn into Bishop. <laughs> could turn into Bishop. Just saying. If this little kid just turned into this hulking black gentleman. Yeah. With a big M on his eye. I'm into that idea. <laughs> and Yeah, so it, 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 um, we're, we're writing these journals down, and the first, little, the first tragedy to befall him is <laughs> uh, you go to Eric Stoltz's house. Of course. Uh, That's is, how it all starts. This movie should be called A Laundry List of Tragedy. <laughs> it is. Butterfly Effect, colon, A Laundry List of Tragedy. And here's number one, with yeah. a bullet. And you know what? I'm gonna, I, I've said this before on the show about rape, and it goes the same for child... It goes more for child molestation. Child molestation, it's a big, heavy spice to put into your pot. You know what I mean? Like, now everything tastes like sriracha. That's your You know, like, you, mm-hmm. you just used way too much of it, and now I can't taste anything. Right. Because you... Unless the movie's about child molestation, which this movie's not. No. Let's no. just keep it out. Let's just totally throw it out of the movie. Here I am. It's a nice Friday night in the year 2004. Mm-hmm. I just snagged myself a hot date, and we're going to go to the movie theater to go see the new Ashton Kutcher vehicle, The Butterfly Effect. Yep. I don't know, baby. I heard it's about time travel or something. You stopped by Coconuts, picked up a Hoobastank CD. <laughs> You're goddamn right I did. And the reason is you, hon. <laughs> and man, you're just in that theater, and then you see Eric Stoltz, and I'm like leaning over like, hey, he almost played Marty McFly, but he got <laughs> fired for being shitty. That's cool, right? He's and one of my top five favorite bit parts in Pulp Fiction. And then he has some line where it's an off-the-cuff Hey, I just got this camcorder. You guys like making movies, right? And I know right away yep, yep, yep. that this girl in 2004 is never going to go out on a date with me ever again nope. because I took her to a child molester movie. It's a fucking secret child molester movie. Yep. You can't do that. No, no. no. If that's what you want to do and you want to blindside me with child molestation, you have to see that shit through to the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need a court case. We need, like, you know what I mean? Like the chemical castration, the being locked in a box for the rest of your life whatever it has to be mm-hmm. all the psychological trauma i need to be in there man and he can't be played by eric stultz <laughs> nope, yeah. nope. that's the other thing 
don't ruin Eric Stultz for me, okay? He's kind of he's a bit ruined. I, I watched Nymphomaniac. Jamie Bell is now ruined for me yeah, forever. Yeah, that's, that's he's a just, problem. I mean, instead, of, I mean, I wasn't gonna watch Turn anyway, but like Jamie <laughs> Bell is ruined for me, and Eric Stoltz, who's actually kind of good in this movie as a boozy child molester, he is like kind of the coolest child molester I've ever seen. I mean. <laughs> The 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 clanging glass uh, the clanging ice yeah, yeah in his glass it's really heavy in the mix yeah. it's like they app that one up they're like above the dialogue they're like here because fuck. you need to know he's just drinking scotch like a really hip guy he's got a pretty smooth looking red polo shirt tucked oh, yeah. into non pleated khakis by the way mm-hmm. oh yeah and we're down we're down to the, we go into the movie studio. I.e. his basement, and he's like, yeah, we're going to make a movie about Robin Hood. And everyone's like, oh, boy, Robin Hood. And he's like, all right, in this scene, yeah, Robin Hood and Maid Marian got married. And this Ice, is the clink. Wedding night. Ice clink. <laughs> Ice clink. This is the wedding night. They, you know, when they kiss and stuff like adults. And I'm like, how much of this do we have to see? Like, like I got it. <laughs> I don't need you down in the basement. No, yeah. When you say, like, you know what, let's go down to the movie studio because the light's better. I just know, man. I just know. You know what you have to do? You have to go into the basement with the kids, shut the door behind you, and just hold on the shut door Mm -hmm. for like five seconds. Mm -hmm. And you're out of there. You hear action and a smack. And you're like, I got it. I totally got all of it. Yep, that's it. No, 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 no. Because this movie is going to blow your fucking mind. (laughs) You need to be in there, man. Because if you're not fucking hardcore enough to handle this scene, you're not hardcore enough to handle the butterfly effect, motherfucker. But like fucking Eric Stoltz is like Douglas Sirk giving these guys direction. (laughs) Like fucking it's a kid porn. Just fucking do it. Now remember, you're in love. By the way, are you criticizing his directorial efforts in child pornography? I am, just a little bit. <laughs> Man, once a film critic, always a film critic. I can't help myself. <laughs> yeah. So Which that's exactly happens. what he said. Yeah, he just... He, he... <laughs> no, we don't know, because he never has to fucking defend himself, <laughs> because there's never anyone calling him out on his shit. Yeah, he's he bla- Evan blacks out, and we cut forward, and... Like, everyone's kind of half-naked. It looks like a Larry Clark movie. And, yep. <laughs> just, and he's like, what happened? And the girl's like, it's okay. And it's like, it's not okay. There's just a bunch of slint playing on the soundtrack. <laughs> Ew. Oh, Larry Clark movies. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's going to be the uh, biography I write of Larry Clark. Ew. Portrait of a filmmaker. <laughs> So the next thing, the psychiatrist is like, you know, he's got, which is hilarious, and it just speaks to how little the the filmmakers actually research in psychology, which is he's got a missing father complex, which, which I'm sure there's a more technical name for it. He's like, and you know what's going to get over his missing father complex is we're going to bring his father in from the loony bin, for, straight from these, you know, playing fucking cards with Christopher Lloyd and Danny DeVito, and they're going to bring him in, and he's going to meet his father, and, you know, and he, he actually says, no more missing father complex. And what could possibly go wrong here? (laughs) Cut to this dude strangling this child. (laughs) Outright strangling him. And he's yelling like, you must be the one to die or something like that. He's just like babbling at him. He's played by Leoben from Battlestar Galactica, everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. And 
he's great on that show. Yeah, he's, he's kind he's of actually pretty good in this movie for the six well, seconds. Well, I'll ago. tell you this about this guy. Usually you would have this guy like kind of back off of like, oh, it's my son. I can't. This guy wants his kid dead. Oh, like, yeah. Just in the ground. He's got his reasons, though. <laughs> he does have <laughs> he's his got reasons. a couple. I mean, he knows that he's going to turn into Ashton Kutcher. So, I mean, you've got to really. <laughs> you gotta, I you have to believe. stop, dude. Where's my car? <laughs> no, three and a half men must, must end with Charlie Sheen. It must. <laughs> Like there can it. only be one job picture. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, if that's not traumatic enough, your father choked you at the second after you meet him. And, and then him getting killed. He just gets murdered by this security guard in front of him. And it's like, come on, everybody. Oh, man. So, you know, it's not even a fortnight after he was sexually molested by Eric Stoltz. He's at his father's fucking funeral. By the way, and the funny thing is, he winds up totally fine, and Amy Smart winds up the basket case. Yeah, right, everybody. <laughs> and the next one, now we, we kind of cut forward maybe three or four years. All the kids look totally different. Which totally is, different. It, it's, and it's a bad casting job. Yeah. Like, it's tougher I, and I think because we were talking about this earlier today I think what that is is like you want these teenage kids who are mo- going to be on screen more than the seven year old kids yeah. you want them to be closer to the adult actors yeah. you know what I mean so it's I mean it's still not good no, you know, the mean, kid who they have playing young Ashton Kutcher looks like uh, Brom from Game of Thrones <laughs> the, little, the little kid who's getting carried around by Hodor there yeah yeah, yeah. he's yeah, got yeah. that you've got Amy Smart's surrogate looks like a, be- a busted Tina Yothers. <laughs> I was saying, this girl looks like she got stung by a whole bunch of bees. <laughs> You're like, man, I got stung by a bee. This girl's like, I got stung by all the bees. That's Every me. last one of them. I'm sure she You said it. she looks like a busted Tina Yothers, <laughs> and I said she got stung by a few bees. I regretted it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But... <laughs> And uh, uh, Amy Smart's younger brother is the shortest person they could find. I don't He's know. really hilariously tiny. Because they're all like fucking five foot six. They're all hitting the pu- puberty spurt. And like this kid's just like three foot two. Well, because the whole thing is like, I think this character, you know, this boy is supposed to have this complex already. Yeah. He oh, does it's an turn expressionistic to be... touch. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the littler versions of them. The kid who's playing Amy Smart's brother is Cameron Bright from Birth. Yep. Yeah. So and, that, that was something. And Godsend, not a stay tuned, speaking of st- uh, show research. What is that, Robert De Niro? Yeah, yeah, it's not. A, you just, yeah. it's, right. it's the Pet Cemetery ripoff, right? Kind of, sort of, cloning <laughs> something, something. <laughs> so and so. So and so. Yeah, but I mean, so we get there and these kids are up to no good. How much of a no good are they up to? Let's put a firecracker in somebody's mailbox. Pause. It's not a firecracker. <laughs> it's a stick of dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. It's a full-fledged U.S. Army-issued <laughs> stick of dynamite that they took from child toucher Eric Stoltz, by the way. What is that? The fucking emergency switch? <laughs> yeah. That's the eject button right Yeah. There. He hears sirens when he's down in the basement. <laughs> Light that fucker up and put it in your mouth. <laughs> Everybody's got to have one. You put it right on the hard drive and you put your head up against the computer and it goes. (laughs) So 
So they're like, okay, fat kid, you want to be badass? You put this, what they think is a firecracker, in this mailbox. And it's one of those dumbass novelty mailboxes that's shaped exactly like the house it's in front of. So it should be blown up in the first place. Yeah, by teens, sure. Yeah. Or a baseball bat. You know, Ben Affleck's going to hit it with a baseball bat. Mm -hmm. They drive by listening to Aerosmith how or does, whatever. How did fucking Cole Hauser miss it? <laughs> it's the biggest one on the block. And so kid puts it in there and you don't like they go back and they're going to watch this thing blow, man. But because this movie is so suspenseful, you don't know right away what happens. But we're going to tell you to save everybody fucking 150 useless minutes. Because really, the, the truth is, is that you could have cut as we're going to find out, you could cut all this up to when we get to Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, because it's going to be repeated so many times. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That you're going to get the idea completely. But let's say it anyway. So, because, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this movie is the most badass movie. It's extreme, dude. It's yeah. so Mountain Dew levels of extreme. <laughs> it's not just a firecracker. It's a stick of dynamite, which we learn later. And it's a code red stick of dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Baja Blast stick of dynamite. And this... This thing blows, and you're thinking, like, oh, it just blew up, whatever. But you're trying to figure out, like, why is this fat kid traumatized? You know why the fat kid's traumatized? <laughs> because a mother and her baby went to get the mail, and they blew the fuck up. <laughs> oh, shit, man. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if we could write this. No, man. It's our duty to write this. Because <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood's so pussy right now, bro. Nobody's blowing up babies in mailboxes anymore. And that's reality, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> we are leading the charge. <laughs> man, the 21st century is just underway. And we are going to take Hollywood to the next level. Dude, we are like Donnie Darko on steroids. <laughs> Man, you remember that time we watched Fight Club and I was like, this is for pussies. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, these are, this is the team that watches all the David Fincher movies wrong. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They watch those movies wrong. Don Draper's the coolest fucking guy in the room. Yep, 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 yep. And they uh, read all the Chuck Palahniuk novels wrong as well. Well, reading, well no, actually, probably accurately. <laughs> reading them at all is reading them wrong. They're the ones that'll tell you Choke's a good movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because it's got the balls, man. I mean, you got to have the balls to, you know, if you're going to put it up on the screen, I'm going to put my heart, my heart on my sleeve, you know, and blow up a baby in a mailbox. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got on. guts. I'll blow up that fucking baby. It's like, come on. We just like literally in succession, a guy, a kid gets molested. It gets choked out by his dad. He blows up a baby in a mailbox and it's not even done yet. With it's the new mother. Yeah, oh, by yeah, the way, it's a double. Double and, pack. And the way they film this baby blowing up is such horseshit because the mother's like, Oh, what's that? You gonna get the mail? Do you wanna get the mail? You're such a big girl. You wanna get the mail? And you see the baby's little baby hand touch this <laughs> mailbox and then the screen goes white. Fuck you, man. Are you serious? Just stop it. Like, at that point, you gotta leave the theater, right? But if that's the problem. You're putting your I can't fucking believe this. <laughs> and not out of disgust because you're so cool. Because, like, I've been in high school and I'm tired of it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've read those fucking short stories that my fucking classmates wrote. Oh, and I yeah. said, fuck you. 
Well, I'm starting a fight in the middle of the theater just to have something to do. <laughs> I'm looking over like, do you want to go bowling? Like, I, I know you wanted to go to the movies, but would you like to go bowling? <laughs> this won't happen at a bowling alley. Maybe the bartender at Pizzeria Uno will serve me. I don't know. <laughs> Could happen. The worst thing that happens at a bowling alley is someone's going to sell us bad weed in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't have to sit through this shit. And then Eric Stoltz shows up in the bathroom. Hey. You want to make a movie about Robin Hood? Clink, 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 clink. This movie stinks. Oh. Next scene, we're actually watching Seven in the movie. And it's like, we go, these kids go to watch fucking Seven. It's it's uh, Amy Smart surrogate, Ashton surrogate, and the fucking psycho kid. Is the fat kid not there? No, oh, no, the fat the kid's kid. in a coma because he blew up a baby and he's fucking catatonic. <laughs> I forgot. He's now and now he's in the loony bin. Yeah. Oh, the the kooky clock. <laughs> and you know they go to watch seven, and this fucking little loud mouth is dropping all sorts of f bombs, and not the ones that I like to say on this show. Yeah, it's the homophobic ones because again, this movie is so extreme. Absolutely. We have we have so much of that, and we've also got so much useless child profanity yep, now yep. this is a real stephen king situation yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so we're watching seven and it's a weird like it must have been opening weekend of seven when they went because there was like they passed by no less than five seven posters on the way to go see seven yep, in the movie yep. theater well new line cinema put this movie out so they they were just lying around yeah. and also all these notes that he's making to himself in his journal are all composition notebooks <clears throat> just like uh you see in seven. Oh shit bro i didn't even realize that connect oh my god did you connect the dots <laughs> <laughs> just laid it right out there for you oh oh you're welcome dude you gotta put put lip biscuit back on go back to the first track <laughs> And it's only $3 bill, y'all, because that's the good one. Now we're all in together now. <laughs> I'll show you what hot dog flavored water tastes like. Dude, you think West Borland will do the score to our movie? <laughs> Possibly. Oh, man. I know a guy that sold it meth. So we've got it in there. My neighbor's cousin does his face paint. She says he's really got an attitude problem. <laughs> so we're watching Seven and, in the theater. And, you know, weirdly enough, watching the movie Seven three days after you blew up a baby is a bad idea. This, girl, this girl's like, you know what? This movie's a little too much for me. And so they're they, watching, and it's the scene where they uncover the fat guy, yeah, right? Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> He's like the brother who's clearly like a problem child because he came up with the idea for the dynamite and so on. He's like, look at that fat fuck up there. Yeah. Look at that fat fucking slob. <laughs> you're, you're really watching this wrong. So they go out, uh, Ashton and uh, surrogate, Ashton and surrogate, Amy Smart, and they go out and they like kind of start making out. He's like, you're so beautiful. And it's like uh, the kid comes out and he's really weird about his sister because they've all been molested by Eric Stoltz. So every. Yeah, only, only he can kiss his sister. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. He was Robin Hood first, all right? You know what I mean? Then he got fucking, he got ousted. He got Terrence Howarded out of the role. Well, because <laughs> well, what I think it is, is he looked at her and said, next time, baby. 
Well, because I think what they do is that I think Eric Stoltz is just trying to remake all the Disney titles <laughs> as child porn. So I think the brother was probably Prince Charming. Oh, or I maybe see. he was the fox and the sister was the hound. So I'm going to make the whole box set. <laughs> it a little fit. Clink, 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 clink. I got to send out a couple of tapes to some of my pals. Jay Jones in Hollywood, California. I don't know how I'm going to do Jungle Book, but I guess I'll figure it out. <laughs> I could play the Slurpee Snake. <laughs> oh, my God. The brother comes out. And he's like, don't kiss my fucking sister. And some other dude trips him in the lobby. And he just lays waste. This little kid lays waste to this teenager. And you're like, all right, now that kid's got problems. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fucked up. You know, and it's like, uh. and so the next scene, we Lenny comes out of the, the loony bin to which he says, and again, like these people have never been in a mental institution in their lives. And he's like, I couldn't go to sleep because of all the screaming all night. Like, <laughs> no, actually, when a little kid goes to a fucking mental institution, I'm pretty sure it's pretty nice and supportive. And it's not a madhouse. Oh, it's such a madhouse. <laughs> oh, my God, Evan. It was so terrible. I had to bunk with Two-Face. <laughs> Oh, you thought Robin Hood was bad. <laughs> they kept calling me Baby Boomer, and I was like, that's not me, man. I swear I'm not a supervillain. I just made one mistake. I just blew up one baby, and all of a sudden, I'm all over the news, Evan. All over the news for one baby. You ever blowing up a baby? It's a mistake, Evan. So they're they like me Dr. Lindbergh. <laughs> Doctor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. 
You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. So they're like, okay, fat kid, you just got out of the nut house. Let's go play outside. You can't be in here making model airplanes all day. Yeah, sure. Let's go play in the woods. Nothing terrible happens there. (laughs) And because it's been six and a half minutes without some wretched thing happening to these children, they come across the badass little brother who's put Evan's dog in a fucking sack, tied it shut, and is dumping kerosene all over it. I mean, when you saw, when I saw this dog, you see him in the first scene, Evan's just having breakfast with Melora Walters, and he's like, oh, Kraken, I love you so much. And I'm like, yeah, I can tell by the blue tinge on this shot that that dog ain't long for this world. <laughs> I've seen a film filter before, and I know what that shit means. Oh, Cracker, you're everything to me. <laughs> oh, Cracker, we can live forever, can't we? My childhood innocence, I hope you never get burned. So this kid is just like, you know what? You're fucking kissing my sister, and the fat kid's the one that got to blow up the baby, and I didn't even get to do that. Well, guess what? I fucking hate your guts, Evan. And he just lights this dog up. And, like, they try to stop him, and he beats the shit out of him. He, like, hits Evan in the side of the head with a board. And it's another one of these blackouts. Yeah. So you don't really see what happens. But then you see, like, a pile of dogs smoldering (laughs) and everyone crying. And you're like, oh, I get it. And then the next day, Melora Walters is like... Yeah, we gotta move. And I'm like, great idea, Melora Walter. It is a smash cut to a shot of a U-Haul truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how you. Right out front, you know exactly what's going Cause, on. Because the kid is no longer a backseat psychopath. Yeah, he yeah. got in the driver's seat. <clears throat> Absolutely, He's ready to go. He's got his license. Yeah, you get away. License to kill. I mean, usually you say, leave those kids alone. Don't mess with. Don't go down to the you know the whatever house anymore. It's like, no, we gotta move. Yeah. We, we just gotta, have to move. We're going to take a loss on the house. We're going to move. Like That's <laughs> we, all there is to it. I mean, I know one thing. We can't call the police. <laughs> we absolutely cannot <laughs> oh, call the police. Oh, heaven forbid. We can't. I mean, we could do anything but call the police. Well, actually, you can't, though, because you're you're definitely an accomplice on that baby murder. Like, that shit, they're, they're going to put you away. Yeah, like, you roll over on him about the dog, <laughs> then they're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, guess what? That fat friend who's accusing me of dog murder blew up a baby and a mother. <laughs> well, one of the six lives that he lives in this movie, he ends up in, like, four institutions between the hash of it. Yeah. And, like, man, if that's just one, fucking deal with it. And <laughs> finally, Ashton Kutcher shows up. We, we cut to the future or it's, the present. It's very important, though, as they're driving away. He scribbles in his composition notebook from seven and he writes, I'll come back for you and puts it up on the window. So Amy Smart's surrogate character sees it as they drive away. Smash cut to 13 years later. He's in college. He's a real brain. He's a psychology major. And he is rooming with a cartoon character. With Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) Jabba the Hutt. 
it's as big. I mean, Ethan Suplee, I think he's a lot of fun. He's really he's a funny very, guy. Very he's funny, funny guy. comedic actor. Good comedic actor. He's great in Mallrats. And he's pretty big in Mallrats. Like, oh, it's a big kind of fat guy actor. In this movie, he is enormous. He's surprisingly large. Yep. yep. And the whole gag is he's like obese, but he's also a Lothario. He's like this obese goth dude. But he's just getting all these babes, and he's like, hey, man, personality. No, he's paying these girls. Like, I'm sorry. Because, like, like, there's just no other way it's happening. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, the fact that we both like Mashuga and Pig Destroyer <laughs> yeah, exactly. is quite, I understand, you know, two stars in the night. But this is a bit much. No, yeah, exactly. You, you're, he's the guy that talks to these girls. He's on AIM all the time talking to them. Maybe, maybe, like, with a lot of persistence, he lands the one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and he just, no. But every other scene, man, he's got a new broad. And, like, there's so much, un, big surprise, unnecessary nudity in this movie. Yeah. Oh. Like, just, oh, cool, bro, tits. Like, there's oh, also, you know what's and- awesome about psychological thrillers? Tits. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, dude. Congratulations. It really boils your brain juice, man, when you get some tits on screen. Yeah. Oh, man, this movie's so extreme. Dude, we, we could totally direct tits now, man. Awesome. <laughs> also, the other thing that this movie has a lot of and it's obnoxious is uh, fucking in front of your roommate. Yes. Yeah. And that's not a big missing pro- a beat. That's yeah. a big And problem. I feel like that's another like, bro, if you wanted to do that with me in the room, man, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're, you're right. And because... Ashton Kutcher is a like he's like totally fucking pig shit happy. He's like he's, he's a straight A student. He's good looking. Like he's he's getting laid. He's having a, and like he's got no psychological trauma whatsoever. No. My ass because they say like he repressed it or whatever. Like the second you see Ethan Suplee like mounting someone, you start shaking and convulsing. <laughs> like, no, I won't. I won't make a movie. I won't make a movie. And you're like, what? <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to fuck in front of you. Could you keep it down, please? <laughs> or just be like, hey, man. The camera's on. The camera's on. I can hear your screams of terror over this Marilyn Manson CD. <laughs> let's get a dog collar on the doorknob rule going here. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's Guess do- what? Here, make it simple for everybody. You hear mechanical animals in there? <laughs> you don't come in. Yeah, just don't. If don't you hear it. Antichrist Superstar, come right the fuck in. <laughs> mechanical animals, that's for the, that's for the fucking. Antichrist superstars just for when I study <laughs> or jerk off, which I don't mind if you find me doing. You, you can go ahead and flip a coin on that one. <laughs> but <laughs> so we go out to a club, to a bar, and like, you know, at, they're on a double date, and Ashton Kutcher is like talking up some lady, and, you know, Ethan Suplee looks like him, and he, lo- he looks like a, an ICP member, and like some townies <laughs> are making fun of him. He does look like a juggalo in this movie. <laughs> His, some townies are making fun of him, and he's so tough, he almost fights him, and they get scared. We go back, and like the girl's like, oh my God, he's so weird looking. He's like, dude, he fucks all the time. And she's like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And he's like, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> I just want to be here with you. You're right, okay. Dits. You're absolutely right on that much. So, and, like, if, if it, the thing with Ethan Suppley is because I hate to harp on it, but it's like it's one of those situations where he's lying on a bed and you can't tell there's a bed there. No, it's just a mass of fuck. Yeah, it could have just been like a bunch of t-shirts that he built up <laughs> into some kind of you know area. So 
he's like putting on a record. Like Ethan's <laughs> this is the best part of the movie. For me. Ethan Sopley is like for once not fucking in the dorm room. So yeah. Ashton Kutcher's like, well, it's my time to shine, and he's putting a record on. They're like kind of making out. They're having putting a good on time. some Guster, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. He's got this crazy live Guster set where they were opening for DMB at the time, and oh. then at this one show, man, Dave came out and played a couple songs with Guster. No way. Oh yeah, dude, that happened, and I got the boot to prove it. <laughs> Phil Esh comes in in the encore. <laughs> Deal with that shit. Oh, got some old school Ben Harper on here, bro. <laughs> so yeah, he's just putting the moves on set, light some candles, and she's like, "Oh, I dropped an earring. Hey, look, journals." And she's like, <laughs> and she starts going through them, and instead of being like, "Hey, uh, you want to leave? Put those down. We can talk or something." He's just like, "What are you doing?" She's like. Read me something from your journal. And he's like, what? And you know what? It is this girl's fault because he's like, okay, I'll read you a little something. And he at random picks a page. Well, at random, it's all terrible. You know what I mean? Well, (laughs) yes, exactly. There's no better part than others. So he just opens it and it's like, well, and then Mr. McGillicuddy's cock. And he's like, you know, I don't think I can read this. And she's like, no. Keep going. <laughs> what is your end game, lady? And it's like clearly disturbing him. He starts like we're getting into the time travel thing a little bit and his like head's hurting and he's clearly having trouble and she's like, No, just keep reading. <laughs> and and we should be clear here, the way he time travels for no reason, I mean it's never explained, and I mean chaos theory be damned, is yeah. he looks at his own journal, the camera starts to shake really coolly. And he go, he just travels back in time, and he's inside the his body at whatever point in the journal we're reading. Yes, exactly. So whatever part of these this horrendous childhood tome we're reading, and you he know goes what? to. You're making a time travel movie. I'm going to compare you to Back to the Future. You got and Eric Stoltz in your movie. <laughs> yeah, this is all problem. And when I, I saw this, I realized that the whole the whole. I guess it's the conceit, but I call it the joke of the movie. Yeah. Is that he can travel through time by reading, and it's Ashton Kutcher. In my head. (laughs) That's a big laugh. In my head, it was this. 88 words per hour! (laughs) These aren't magical notebooks. It's not any, like, the only thing that's uh, even kind of supernatural about it is it only takes place, he can only do it at points when he blacked out. Like, in, in his... In journal entries where he describes his blackout, he can access right yeah. some superhighway. It makes somehow, and I like this movie. It makes less sense than Donnie Darko. I, I mean, it, which is oh, re- yeah. It, yeah, which is really tough to do, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Donnie Darko's got an old witch drawing a <laughs> physics equation for you to explain things. This is just reading a composition notebook, and the only explanation they even bother to try to give you is. Oh, also, the dad has it. So, like, whatever it is, like, the dad wasn't crazy. The dad was also, he he kept going back in time, trying to fix something, and eventually got himself institutionalized. The father was a future rabbit monster. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Get out of the road, huh? (laughs) We love doing that. And 
So he travels back in time and he comes back and the girl's like, oh, weird. Where'd you go? And she's, you just totally blacked out on me. I love you. And yeah, she thinks like it's because of drinking and she's like, oh, I totally do that all the time. <laughs> You're such a cool partier. Keep reading your dark journals. That's interesting. <laughs> like, can we have sex or could you please leave? Like, that's one or the other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, maybe and maybe it will go out. We'll we'll. We don't have to have sex right now. And that's not what I'm getting at. I literally just don't want to be in my room reading my dark journals to you. It's nothing on you, yeah. but I need you to choose A or B. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It, it doesn't matter if or it's we'll A or... Or we'll go to sleep. Yeah. We'll go to sleep and yeah. get breakfast in the morning. Yeah, that's that's also a yeah. fine option. Cuddle? I just don't want to read my fucking journal to you, you total stranger. <laughs> I will even be a cuddle buddy. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm willing to go through for this. And he's like, oh, you know, I should look up the old gang. And he... <laughs> And of course, like he goes to Amy Smart, and she's a fucking waitress, loser. <laughs> you know, she's a waitress in a diner, which is like the worst thing that could ever happen to anybody. Right? And oh, she's yeah. like a bad waitress too. Like yeah. the first thing you see is her just dropping plates everywhere. Oh yeah, she's she's got a horrible life. Yeah. And uh, the fat kid has grown up to be crazy. Mm-hmm. He goes and visits him first. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. And like the mother lets him in, like, oh look who's here, this kid that kind of ruined your life. <laughs> And, you know, he's like kind of like sort of catatonic. Not really. He's building a model airplane and not saying anything. The room has about 50 model airplanes hanging. He sleeps in a race car bed. Like his development stopped at the the point when he blew up a baby, which it would. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. we we don't know again, by the way, at this point in the film that he's blown up a baby. (laughs) Now it looks like a a set from the Tarnished Angels. (laughs) And like, like, dude. Where is the scene of the mother just being like, listen, Ashton Kutcher, we don't talk about the stuff before the the planes. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-planes, we don't talk about. It's got to be laid out that clearly. Yep. It's just, it's not good. Okay, got it. Good. So I'll go in and uh, you'll leave me alone with him. Okay, perfect. Hey, you remember that time? uh... When that uh, baby's entire body blew up? And, like, this dude freaks out, and he, like, pushes him up against a bookshelf, and he's like, you fucking did it. I hope you fucking die. If you get out of here now, kill your whole fucking family. (laughs) And then he, like, goes and sits back down very quietly and, like, starts painting again, and you're like, okay. Pretty good performance from Eldon Hansen in this. Yeah, yeah. He's He's, fine. He's Uh, doing damaged well. Yeah, and, I mean, he's acting against a white sheet, which is Ashen Kutcher, so that's that's difficult, (laughs) too. So, yeah, so then we're at the diner. Amy Smart, you know, gets off of work, and he's, like, talking to her, like, oh, you know, what's going on? Oh, well, I, I walk home because I don't have a car. Okay, well, can I walk with you? And hey, then, hey, remember that movie we made as kids? <laughs> yeah, again, him with these bad segues. He's like, do so you remember that time we were in your basement? Like, your dad bought that video camera? Like, you remember that? <laughs> Because I've been trying to get an acting portfolio together, and I was thinking maybe. <laughs> I mean, the, the last 40 minutes of that footage is not useful, but, you know, the yeah. first three, the, the setup is pretty good. I mean, when I, I come I, in and I have to say, I'm Robin from Lockley and so on. I mean, I, we need a reel. Like, <laughs> it, you don't just go and try out and not have a reel. So she's like, why are you bringing that up? You know, it's, you know, nothing ever gets better. Oh, my God. Why are you such a jerk? And it's one of my favorite things, which is... The the uh, I'm gonna run away from you crying, but you don't have a clear exit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, if you if you're gonna do the crun ride walk away thing, you need a door within 
10 feet. In front of yeah. your house. You gotta you, be right in front of your yeah. house. You can't be outside and you're just crying and running down a dark road. <laughs> For where, a mile. Where I you can, it's just a clear, flat country road <laughs> and he can just watch you go till you hit the horizon. <laughs> this is my exercise routine. <laughs> Like it's embarrassing. It is. You so need, bad. or even like, go into the bushes and hide until it goes. <laughs> like something, you need a clear exit. So he just, goes just back a tip, to, in case you're wondering, he goes back to his dorm room, and uh, Ethan so please smoking a bong. Yeah. Hey, bro, someone left a message for you, man. I'm writing this short story called The Butterfly Effect. I think I'm going to turn it into Freshman Cup. <laughs> And he listens to the answering machine message, and it's the brother of Amy Smart being like, what did you fucking say to her? She said that you came over, and then she killed herself. (laughs) And you're just like, man, oh man, this movie, the hits just keep on coming. (laughs) And then he's got the balls to go to her funeral after everyone leaves, because the brother's like, I'll kill you, you son of a bitch, which he's kind of right to. And, you know, he... He throws in the I'll come back for you thing yep. to her fucking grave. Maybe she doesn't want it in her grave, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's very presumptuous of you. It's also really bad for worms to be eating paper with Sharpie all over it. <laughs> worms can't have Sharpie. They'll get sick. <laughs> Make those worms also, all sick. Also, it was a lie. You didn't come back from her. You don't want to just throw toss a lie down into a grave. When you came back for her, she committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Look at the good you did. It didn't work out so well. So what happens is when he was with the other girl uh, in one of his flashbacks in one of his time travels, a cigarette burned him and he's like and he came back and he's like, oh my god i still have the scar so right. i can affect i could change the past change the you know he's like if i could ch- if i could cause scars maybe i could heal some oh aren't you Good just the god. jesus of of a main town usa wherever this takes place and that's the, the that's kind of the, unfortunately the thrust of this movie is he's got to save her and it's like you know what maybe like and in every situation they go into like She's a prostitute. She's a fucking, you know, crack whore. She's a prostitute. <laughs> Seriously, like three times out of five, she's a prostitute. Or she's committing suicide. Never, ever in any of these alternate realities does she write a fucking short story collection. And you know what I mean? Like get her, get her masters in something. Well, like, there's one, but it involves Ashton Kutcher being what amputated double <laughs> oh man yeah that one's bad well sh- there's also the one where they're together and it's all seemingly cool and like he's a frat brother and yeah. she's part of a sorority and like they kind of have their lives together pretty well but and, that and one also doesn't end fantastic no it does her. not end fantastic that's, well, that's for the first her. one so he goes back he's like all right where can i pinpoint and like uh, again you're really taking shots at people that don't really can't speak for themselves which are people victims of sexual sexual abuse and there's you know you can there's a lot of different ways you can go from not just fucking suicide movie makers you can you know put that shit behind you you know build a blah 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 blah. whatever no he's like but you know what if you had it where like he went and brought it up and she was like that upsets me and then she went and like went to a, a meeting or like yeah. sought outreach or whatnot. Yeah. That's not extreme. Well, the only extreme is suicide. Nope. Wait a minute. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> she, she goes to the psychiatrist. <sighs> psychiatrist tries to rape her. <laughs> Dude, that's like, oh man. I think, do you think this is a feminist movie, bro? Like that's almost like, I think. We cracked it. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get so much pussy. 
so he travels back in time to the molestation. Which also, by the way, like we have no in inference that the 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 Robin Hood plot. I'm pretty sure Eric Stoltz has been doing stuff for a while with these kids. That's oh, yeah. the one thing I was thinking. I was like, this isn't the first time. It, it can't be. No, no, you don't what? just start making movies. You I mean, start that shit in-house, and then once you're successful, you branch out to friends coming over. Yeah, I mean... Is how I would imagine yeah, that you, works. You've got to have a lot of fucking notches on your belt if you're going to take somebody else's kid. You know what I mean? You've got to be pretty confident. I mean, but I, I don't think he's got a full library. <laughs> Got a good like drawer going. He's working on that box set. So yeah. we cut back and it's Eric Stoltz again, and he's like, "All right, cling 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 cling." cling. I have something cling cling cling. There's something to say to cling 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 cling. You can you touch a cling cling cling? And you know, Ash, and it's really Logan Lerman is the kid that Percy Jackson and so other. Oh, is he Percy Jackson? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen those. No, nobody has. Don't worry, nobody has. And perks of being a wallflower. He's the main guy. Kid from that. Uh, and you know he it's a really kind of I mean it's it's really aping you know what I mean like because he's like hey fuckwad you shouldn't touch your kids fuckwad because it's called child protective services fuckwad yeah that's that's the thing right is when he travels back in time he keeps even though he's in the same you know he's in his body but he's younger yeah he keeps all the future information yeah you know, so he knows like why he's on this mission, and yeah, so it's like a little kid talking like Ashton Kutcher, which of, again, it's just this little kid. You fucking fuck face pervert! <laughs> oh man, this dialogue's really cutting and, deep. And like, man, do you think Eric Stoltz can't handle a mouthy kid? I, I, that's that's literally mouthy is in my notes, and we were in two different fucking states when we wrote them. <laughs> Because literally, yeah, of course, this kid's like mouthing off, and like this guy's a fucking real deal child molester. Like a, co- a couple of complaints ain't gonna hurt him. No, 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 no. And he's like, and- oh, 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 oh. like he saw a ghost. He's like, how are you doing this? And like, what do you mean? How is he cursing? <laughs> Anyone can curse, Eric Stoltz. What are you a Mormon too? <laughs> Mormon alcoholic child molester? Dude sounds sick. Oh man, we're really saying something. Jeff. That's the hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean he does that and he flash forwards to the future and like he's in bed with Amy Smart in a frat house at Bradbury University, by the way. Yeah. Hello. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. But the thing to keep in mind... We gotta pay homage to the master! (laughs) Got plenty of Philip K. Dick! (laughs) The thing to keep in mind is is that when he's telling off Eric Stultz, the language that he uses is you need to not do this to your daughter because it's just it's just the Ashton Kutcher surrogate, surrogate and yeah. and and the Amy Smart surrogate. The brother is told to go upstairs, yeah. Yeah. and so the kid doesn't go upstairs all the way. He sits on the top of the basement steps where Eric Stoltz can't hear him or he's see a, him. Rather, and he's literally like twisting a doll's head. And <laughs> yeah, like, come on. And he's like, "You need to discipline your fucking son because he's crazy as shit." Yeah, and you got to stop fucking with your daughter. So keep that in mind because that's 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 the butterfly effect. You say yeah. the thing the wrong way. Yeah. And it's it's not what you intended. Part in this part of the wind. Yeah. <laughs> and as if like, you know, fucking 
Eric Stoltz was only molesting his daughter because he thought it was good for her. Like, he's like, oh, wow, wait, this is psychologically damaging. I better stop that. I thought we were growing closer as father and daughter. I thought this was, you know, special time. So he wakes up as a frat boy. And you know what? A a problem with these alternate realities is, and with the butterfly effect in general, like, there should be fucking crazy world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if a butterfly's wings, you know, can, if it goes the other way, you know what I mean, can cause all these ripples. Like, it's only this very linear, distinct timeline. Like, it's like playing, like, I don't even know what. Like, you're just playing one of those things where you dress up a character in different ways. You yeah, know what I mean? You're, like, yeah, you're saying, like, at the start of this movie, if a butterfly flaps its wings, somewhere on the other part of the world, a typhoon or a monsoon happens or whatever it is, right? But what you're showing me in this movie is, hey, man, if a butterfly flaps its wings on one side of the street... A little kid on the other side of the street might see it. Like, yeah. like the stakes are so much fucking lower. Exactly. And not even, yeah, like, you know, they should be like different presidents every time and like, you know, yes. maybe different wars going on and like fucking not one single donut rainstorm. <laughs> exactly. I gotta, tell, I gotta tell you, I was really, really disappointed. And speaking of donut rainstorms, Ethan Suplee <laughs> is, <laughs> is the same in every reality. Like, wouldn't that be a fun thing? Like one time he's a, he's a greaser, and the other like you know what I mean? Like it's it's easy enough to do that and be like, oh wow, he's having so many unforeseen. No, it's just literally him and the three people he's trying to affect. He affects. Yeah, Ethan Suplee just continues to look like a morbidly obese Robert Smith throughout the entire movie. <laughs> Actually, I think Donut Rainstorm is the name of his glam metal band. <laughs> You're goddamn right, it is. And you know he's a frat boy, and like you know he's. There's a, we spend a lot of time in this frat reality and like building up and like what and he's like oh ew I'm a frat boy and it's like nobody cares you know what yeah. I mean like <laughs> hey just stop being a frat boy or whatever just you know stop wearing fucking fubu get it <laughs> over with that and 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 that's a that's that's a thing that comes up in this is because Amy Smart calls him out on it yeah. she's like what's been going on with you lately you're talking differently because he's he still has the men- all the same mental uh, all the same memories of like oh it was the fucked up universe and I fixed it now yeah like his brain doesn't change like the memories don't like he gets the additional memories yeah this is so jesus christ andrew <laughs> he gets the additional memories of the new timeline but he also keeps the shit from the old timeline yeah so he's just talking like himself and she's like basically saying like why aren't you talking like a douchey frat boy like yeah. what's going on you're being so different and only a brain the size of ashton kutcher's can hold all that shit <laughs> that's, well, the, that's the trick yeah. to it all really when you got that much space chris yeah move in you know the elephant and everything else can go in there you could put three living rooms in that living room (laughs) and you know i mean the brother shows up and he's like you're fucking my sister no one can fuck my sister but me that's his whole speech this entire movie yeah and it's a thing where like they're having a romantic dinner he's about to propose to her you know college by the way yeah mistake yeah totally uh (laughs) You know it's the early 2000s because he opens the door and the party starts with a very emotional Jimmy World song. And, you know, he's about to do it. And then it's like, hey, man, someone's fucking with your car. (laughs) And he's like, oh, I'll get that fucker, you know. And so she's like, oh, it must be my brother. And he's like, what? And she goes, oh, I forgot to tell you, he got out two days ago. (laughs) And he's like, oh, fuck. You know, like (laughs) a good old-fashioned off fuck. And basically... They get into a scuffle, and Ashton Kutcher, who's at least two and a half feet taller than this kid, oh yeah, needs to use mace to subdue him, which <laughs> doesn't make sense. Yeah, this dude's like got a bat, and he's trying to come at him, and he maces him. And it, this is what's crazy is, and, and it's a game I want to play called 
who's the crazy one yep. here because this dude's getting out of jail he's coming at him with a baseball bat nobody fucks my sister but me all that stuff and he swings at him. Ashton Kutcher maces this guy. He goes down. He's down and out. And Ashton Kutcher takes the baseball bat and beats this dude. This dude is down even more. And then he fucking pummels him to death. He just caveman kills this guy. Yeah. And he Big old slams. And he goes to jail like he should. Yeah. He's still the hero of this movie, in case you were wondering. Yep. And, like, he's never going to pay remorse for this dead body. He's just like, oh, I'll just fucking fix it. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> It's easy enough. So he he goes to prison, and of course he's immediately almost raped like six times. Because it's, like, it's prison, man. That's what fucking happens. God damn it. <laughs> hey, man, I got that box set of Oz. You want to do some market research? <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate it. I fucking hate it. And the funny thing about this prison, it doesn't make any sense, but like it's breakfast, and he gets a muffin and pancakes. <laughs> when has there ever been a muffin in prison? Like, it's always like the powdered eggs, yep. half an orange, you yep. know, and, and broken dreams. Maybe yeah. it's like Barbie's prison set. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a pretty good muffin, too. It looks pretty yeah, moist. Is. I mean, it gets stolen by Nazis, but hey, it's a pretty good muffin. <laughs> These things happen. I mean, that's going to happen in prison. So he makes friends with the dude who played Blob yep. in X-Men uh, Origins, Wolverine. And he also played Kami on Lost. This guy, I believe, is either like a New Zealand or Australian actor. I think his name... Uh, uh, it's going to kill me. But um, I, I, I remember him. Uh, he's in Cosmopolis. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. He's the bodyguard from Cosmopolis. And he is playing this Hispanic cartoon character. And, like, you know what, dude? You don't have you – have, you have a movie with all white, all white cast. There's a black psychologist because there's always a black psychologist. And a black <laughs> principal because there's always a black principal. But essentially an all-white cast. Yeah. The one Spanish dude you have to go to a white guy for? Like, come on. What are you doing? What was Clifton Collins Jr. doing? Absolutely. Clifton Collins Jr. could be in this movie. I think this was around Spotted his time. Spotted Junior could probably fucking be there. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the whole thing is he needs the dude for protection. So I guess in that big regard, dude. you know, yeah. he can't be. And he's a big jack dude. He's like, you got to protect me. You got to protect me. And he gets these journals from his mother. And like, what I love about this Aryan Union is they're not like, you know, A, they're picking on white people, which, ha- which does happen. But they're like bullies, essentially. They're like, hey, freshman. And they take his notebooks and like start tearing oh, them. Oh, yeah, they're like tripping him yeah. and tearing the pages out of these notebooks. And also everything. with a threat of rape. But still, they're like high school bullies with rape. And so, you know, he's like, I got to get these notebooks back. Like he manages to rip away a couple of pages. Yeah. And it's nothing doing. There's none of the blackout stories in yeah. there. So he can't do anything with these. He's not going to be able to travel back in time, thus getting himself out of prison. Sure, sure. And so yeah, so he goes into the to the bully's uh, locker room, i.e., their cell, and they're actually it's just these two Nazis sitting around reading somebody else's diary, <laughs> which I do, and they're not Hitler's diaries. No, they're just just regular. Hey man, according to this diary, he was molested, and then his dad tried to kill him, and then was murdered in front of him. Uh, then his fat friend blew up a mother and her newborn baby and with a mailbox full of TNT. Oh, and then uh, another one of his friends burned his own dog alive in a bag and, and then tried to kill. You know, I think he's one of us. Uh, he has earned it. Nope. Keith, you know what that is? Easy pickings. <laughs> Take more than his muffin. <laughs> you know, you know what, Earl? I feel like 
this is a bit, uh, you know, it's a bit contrived. You know, I can see the puppet strings here. I don't, I don't feel like the narrative is really achieving much without, you know, I just, I can see, you can see through it, right? It's pretty thin. We don't not, we don't need another guy in this telephone booth. <laughs> Man's been through enough. You know what? I'm just going to, let's call it a day with this guy. I'm going to go give him his notebooks back. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> yeah, and he comes in. <laughs> and he comes in. He's like, I want to be a Nazi. And, I, you know, let's, why not throw in some racial epithets for no reason? Everyone in the book. Yep. Every, he goes around the thing. And, like, you know, if, again, if it's a movie about Nazis, then I'm fine. I don't mind that in American history, X, because we've earned it. And that's the spice we are working with. Absolutely. It's a that's, spicy sandwich. That's, like, oh, yeah. That's what this chili has to taste like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, this time travel chili doesn't have to taste like American History X chili. No, it, it shouldn't. It should not. You can go it shouldn't with... taste like Sleeper's chili <laughs> or American History X chili. You can go with the Serrano. You don't need the habanero. Yeah, like, exactly. Just fucking deal with it, guys. Come this, on. This movie doesn't need to be flavored with L.I.E. starring Brian Cox. Anybody remember that fucking thing? Nope. Ugh. Or Rob Bristow. Bristow fucking... <laughs> Uh, I almost said Raul Julia, which I wish. Uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe. No, I know it's Russell Crowe. Oh. I, um, <laughs> I thought you were really stumped. But uh, so he's like, hey, all of the total fucking terrible racist things for no reason. They're like, hey, cool. And he he's like, I'll suck your dick, man. It's prison. I'll suck your dick. Speaking of which, now we're again back to American History X. Uh, my favorite uh, line is oh, in please. this, I believe. Um, it's either... Uh, Shit on my dick or blood on my knife. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good uh, job, guys. Round of applause. Kev, we did it again. <laughs> we did it again. Cogs, <laughs> turning, working overtime. So he's going to suck these dudes <laughs> off, right? And then he's, he murders one of them. Like, he, no, he murders them both, right? Yeah. It's a big, like, we're just knifing stomachs. This is what I didn't understand about this blowjob situation. <laughs> sure. Now, he's going to do both of them. Sure. Both of them, like, pull it out at the same time. Yeah. And, like, he's clearly in front of the one gentleman who's, like, their leader. Yeah. And then there's the other guy who looks like Kevin Nash, you know? <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. the guy you don't want to mess with. Yeah. No. and But Kevin Nash is whipping it out. And I'm yeah. like, Kevin Nash, you're going to have to wait a minute. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. I, or is it, like, a simultaneous, you know, it's just another detail <laughs> that this movie glosses well, over. Because they need to see how much talent he has. <laughs> if he's ambidextrous, he's their number one girl. So he he stabs these Nazis and kills them, and then uh, you know the 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 bunkmate runs in because he's convinced the bunkmate. By the way, oh whatever, he's convinced the buck <laughs> the bunkmate that he has Jesus powers. This yeah. guy's very religious. He's an Hispanic character. <laughs> yep. Oh, absolutely. So he has to be. Oh, super, Madre Dios. Yeah, yeah he's got to be super in love with De Jesus. <laughs> yeah. While he does his fucking best Cheech Marin impression of this guy. <laughs> And so he travels back to a day in school when he's drawing the picture. Actually. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. He's drawing. He's supposedly drawing this picture. And Todd McFarlane sitting there. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. You go, Evan. I'll do this one. The clowns almost got to get the shade. <laughs> 
And so he goes up to like the teacher's got a bunch of like hall passes laid out on the desk and they're like being held together by those like paper pin holder Which things. Would never be in a grade school classroom, by the way, for just this reason. Yeah, and he's like, Hey teacher, and slams his hands down on them, jumps back forward in time, because at this point somehow he's got control over them. Also that exactly that that that's what what's interesting about this is he he stabs he stabs both his hands, right? He gives himself stigmata. <laughs> But the reality doesn't change at all. No, he's no. somehow still like that would change your that life. That would yeah. totally change your life. First that's of all, a butterfly. That, that's the teacher is dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this teacher you just decided to have fun with, she's gone. She got fired and then she couldn't pay her bills. She became homeless. She was an alcoholic. She tried heroin once. She kind of liked it. She really got into a routine. And then six months later, she died under a bridge. And you know what? Her little nephew. Barry Obama was never the same. <laughs> and that's a fucking butterfly. That's how the butterfly effect should work. But in this case, he just gives himself some hand scars. And this dude doing Cheech Marin's like, hey, man, oh, look at that. It's the stigmata, man. And you're like, oh, Jesus. So that's how he convinces him to, to do this thing. So this dude runs in, slams the door closed. He's holding it there. So Ashton Kutcher's like fast reading through these notes, trying to find one so he can go back in time and get out of this whole mess. And like... He eventually does it right before there's a whole cell block riot. <laughs> cell block riot, riot. <laughs> and the the next reality is my is kind of when I I call it good leave well enough alone because mm-hmm. he comes to and he's just regular old Ashton again. You know what I mean? He's rooming with Ethan Suplee. Ethan Suplee's having sex with somebody he never could have sex with, even if he was Ethan Suplee. Uh, yeah. And you know, he goes to see, he goes to visit, uh, his buddy Lenny, who, I forget, oh, that's right. Because he flashes back to the fire, and this is my favorite part of it. Oh, this yeah, this is pretty hilarious. <laughs> because he's like, I gotta make sure that the, that Amy Smart's brother doesn't grow up to be fucked up. Yeah. So he doesn't come trying to kill me. So he flashes back to the dog burning, and he's like, I have to have something that the fat kid will be able to have in his hand to cut the rope on the sack and let the dog out yeah. so the burning doesn't happen. So here's Optimus Prime's shiv. <laughs> yeah, he finds this like hunk of scrap metal and he's like, hey, fat kid, just trust me. When the time comes, Lenny, just cut the rope. Swing away, Meryl. Like, yeah. That's all you have to do, you know? So they go, the whole thing plays out. He's got the dog tied up in the sack. He starts hitting, he beats Amy Smart over the head. He starts fighting Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher blacks out. Or this kid Ashton Kutcher yeah. blacks out. He wakes up and the fat kid has successfully freed the dog. Like yeah. it doesn't have, oh, that's what it is because he says to the kid, the brother, he doesn't even get a chance. To, he's like, listen, yeah. man, don't set this dog on fire. You know, the, the, you're going to do juvie. Yeah. Just don't do that, man. You're better than that. Don't do that. And he's like, all right, you know what? Fine. And he doesn't burn the dog. This fat kid comes out of nowhere and puts this scrap metal in this kid's spine. It's fantastic. He <laughs> murders him. And then Amy Smart, I guess, cuts her face open. For yeah, some the reason. kid has hit her or something yeah. like that. And she's got a big Joker scar on her face. And that's when we, we flash forward and like... Uh, Eldon Hansen is totally just like tied up for life. Like yeah. he's like fucking Loki at the bottom of the fucking thing. It's just like nothing left to him. It's <laughs> it's real shock therapy time for this guy. And he's just like, you ruined my life. And I'm, if I'm, 
Evan, I'm like, no, I didn't. I just, I told you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I said cut the rope, <laughs> not cut his spine. Exactly. You idiot. Like, you kind of deserve to be in jail right now, bro. Yeah, exactly. You took that shit too far. <laughs> We, I, we had a plan. You didn't stick to the plan. And then he's like, oh, I should check out an Amy Smart. With, by the way, just call it, a, call it a wash, baby. Yep. You know, like. You're not in jail, dude. You not, did it. You're not yeah. in jail. This girl's not dead. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. All positives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously she's a crack whore prostitute. <laughs> and, like, she's all scarred up. And she's and like. She is an indignant fucking. Oh, she, yeah, she's got some words for him. <laughs> but she looks, I mean, like, here's the thing. And the makeup department went way too far with this crack whore business. She looks like the Crip Keeker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she just, she does not look like someone that's done hard drugs. She looks like a Skellington. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He takes her out for dinner and she's like, you better pay me. And he's like, yeah, I will. And there's this great thing. She's like giving him shit the whole time. And he tells her the whole thing, like, oh no, I'm going to fix your life. I'm going to have time travel and fix it. He's like, yeah, you know, good job you've done so far. This is my favorite line in the movie. It's like, next time you do it, you're probably, you're probably gonna be in some mansion somewhere, and I'm gonna be in Tijuana doing donkey shows. <laughs> man, hey man, <laughs> donkey show. Oh, put shit. it in, put it in, put it in. I don't care where. Just put it. In. I just heard about it. I just heard about it, man. I just watched Clerks too. I totally just heard about it. Wait, wait, maybe. Make the whole movie about a donkey show. <laughs> oh, no, man, you're going too far. <laughs> I smell sequel. Butterfly Effect 2, The Donkey Show. <laughs> the maybe, Donkening. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what that movie Donkey Punch is about. <laughs> Remember there was that period of time where everybody was telling you to watch Donkey Punch? Well, everyone is either telling you to watch Donkey Punch. Or, or do a Donkey Punch. Or tell you, oh, dude, you know what a Donkey... Yes, I know what it is. It's fucking 2005, and I'm 21 years old. Dude, my it. cousin's friend totally tried a Donkey Punch, no, and he it didn't. totally worked. No, no, he didn't. No, he did not. That's an urban legend. No, bro, he told me himself yeah, it yeah, totally it's, worked. It's totally a lie. Maybe it was a swing and a miss, but no. <laughs> I don't know why you have nothing better to tell me but absolute lies, but... Uh, <laughs> You never like, did the nasty Sanchez either. No, no yeah, nope, no, the dirty Sanchez. Uh, the rusty trombone. No, none of those things happen. It's ever. just one of those things where you could not escape someone telling you to rent Donkey Punch on DVD. Nope. Donkey Punch available on Netflix. And so he's like, "Oh man, I got it." And again, like I'm just regular old whatever. Like I, I'd try and get this girl into counseling if I could. But if not, that's her choice, man. She's made her choice. She's that's her life. That's that, those are the choices she decided to make. Here is the problem, though, and the reason why he doesn't let it be, and it's completely unearned, is that he somehow. The movie leads us to believe has always been in love with this girl, Ugh. and that's just not a thing that's happening when we meet Ashton Kutcher at the beginning of the nope. of the movie. You he know what care I mean? About her, he's not even th- he doesn't even think about it until he realizes the whole like burning himself with the cigarette thing, yeah. and it's like I gotta save her. Why you haven't thought about this girl one minute for thirteen years? And maybe she's a fucking adult that could make her own fucking decision. And every sign of romantic inclination, other than the kiss at the movie theater is in like these shitty fucking flashback when he when he does the flashback yeah. there's also a short little montage that goes along with the flashback yeah, yeah, yeah. to tell you what's happened as if i didn't fucking put the puzzle piece in the goddamn puzzle already <laughs> and what's worse is not even that he's in love with her is that her whole life is a wreck because she loves him 
Yeah. That's yeah. because she's like, oh, you know, when my parents were getting divorced, I had a choice. Me and my brother had a choice to live right. with my mother or live with my father, who was a creep and a pedophile. And I decided to live with my pedophile father because I thought this boy was cute. And it's like, I no. loved him that much. I chose to continue living with a child molester. I chose wrongly. <laughs> yeah. You drank from the wrong cup, Missy. She just turns to dust. <laughs> And he goes back, and in this reality, we go back to the baby blow-up scene, and he's like, okay, maybe if I fix the baby blow-up. So <laughs> he goes, and he tries to push the lady out of the way, and he gets caught in the crossfire. Now it's time to make fun of amputees. Yeah, sure. Like it's, it's, it's about, it's high time in this film to make fun of amputees. Good, but you know what? Because I've been sitting here tapping my foot. <laughs> Everybody he, else gets it in this movie. And How he, about the physically disabled? And he wakes up in his college bed, and you know he thinks... Thumper, who's Ethan Suppley, is having sex next to him, but it's actually Eldon Hansen having sex with Amy Smart. He's like, wait, that shouldn't be. And then he realizes he doesn't have arms. <laughs> and I mean, this is this movie did not have a huge budget, so you can't really rip on it for this. But I mean, these are some silly bad arm effects. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. This is know? not Forrest Gump. No, no, they didn't have Lieutenant Dan money. No, they did not. You didn't get Robert Zemeckis money for this. Ashton Kutcher did not meet JFK. <laughs> so it's, he's got no arms, and also he's in a wheelchair. He can't walk either. Yeah, so he, he's paralyzed, he doesn't have arms, and like, he, he's disabled. And in this reality, you know, Eldon Hansen, everyone's doing great in this reality. BT does. There's yeah. a whole lot of gap sweaters. Yeah. Everybody's fantastic. Eldon Hansen has gorgeous blonde locks. He's lost weight. He looks, he looks fantastic. He looks exactly like the singer from Three Doors Down. <laughs> oh, you can call him Superman, baby. Yeah. And they're wheeling Ashton down, down the hallway, and he falls out of his chair in college. And everyone in college is laughing at him. Total bullshit. No, Dude, my, my notes, when that happened, I just wrote, who laughs at this? No, nobody does. <laughs> this Zero people. Dude, nobody laughs in high school. A fucking person with no arms falling out of a wheelchair is the least funny thing of 25 all 25 people are rushing to the scene. Oh, yeah. And that is a low-balling estimate. And the people who aren't rushing to the scene are putting their hands over their mouths like, oh, my God, I hope he's okay. Dude, this hallway is a Twitter with people laughing and at And even him. the loser that likes Slipknot that finds this funny is holding it in and laughing at it later. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. no one in public would ever laugh at that. They are pointing and laughing at him like he's the kid in Billy Madison who peed his pants. It just doesn't make any sense. And he's like, oh my god, this reality sucks. And then he goes <laughs> he goes to visit his mother, Melora Walters, who is like has cancer. Because <laughs> she she picked up chain smoking after the accident. Just oh, stop. stop it. Just yeah, just, stop. And there's also a horse shit uh uh a heart to heart with him and Amy Smart, where she's like, "I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm just gonna go talk to him for a second. Like, you go to class or whatever, yeah. you know." And he's like, "So, let's say there's an alternate reality where I love you, and I told you that I I loved you more than anyone's ever loved anyone in the history of love. Do you think we could be together?" And flash back to the writing of this screenplay, like, bro. <sighs> Shit's real. <laughs> High five for believable dialogue. And she's this monster who's like, 
no. And then she starts making out with Eldon Hansen again in front of this dude. <laughs> right in front of him. And it's like, come on. She can't be. And you know what? She's not worth that much if that's the case. Yeah. If in this reality, she's like, fuck you, dude. And like makes out with somebody else. Like it's not like she doesn't have to go out with him, but just be like. No, you're my special friend. You were. I mean, best she pets. does say to him, like, yeah, yeah you know what? Pets. When we were younger, like, I did have a thing for you. But then, then you lost your arms, and I was like, gross. Ew. <laughs> but it's nasty. like, you know, Lenny, uh, you know, turned out to not grow up to be crazy and fat. So I got with him. <laughs> yeah. uh, now you're the one who's disabled. Like, that's, it's what's going he's, on. He's got a steady delivery of pot. I mean, he he can go most of the night. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a real slam dunk for me. Oh, and in oh, this... Oh, you love me? Oh, I'm sorry. In this timeline also, uh, the brother yeah. has become like a real Bible thumper oh, kid. God. Shut up. So when Ashton Kutcher is trying to commit suicide in the bathtub... <laughs> Because what what else could you do if you're disabled, Andrew? You'd have to kill yourself, exactly. right? Yeah. What's that wheelchair? Oh, amputee. Better just commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So- that's, sorry, that's you, what this movie's. Fucking your life is invalid. You. I apologize, but that's what the butterfly effect says. So that's it. <laughs> and then like the brother comes in and saves him from suicide, so he realizes, you know, I'll get uh, I'll butterfly myself. Yeah, right? I'll get Eldon Hansen to to prop up a, a composition notebook on my lap, and I'll <laughs> I'll read some more pages, and and we'll go back in time and. Oh, you know, guys, we are just going to give it one more try. (laughs) We're just going to try once again to straighten this shit out. And this is when we go back again to the Eric Stoltz moment. He's like, you know what? I have to get rid of the dynamite. I get rid of the dynamite. (laughs) Everything will be just fine. So... He does he light it on fire? What does he? He lights it on fire. That big mistake. So like what? Ashton, you've done this six (laughs) times already. Why would you then think this is a good idea? Like, he's threatening Eric Stoltz with it. He's like, come on, fuck bag! And, you know, all this shit. And then he lights it on fire. And I'm like, what? Just no run way. out of the house run with it. Run out of the house and bury it somewhere. Just get break it in half. out of here, man. No. Call the... Po- again! Go out the door with the dynamite, throw it in a fucking garbage can, or just bury it in the fucking ground, and call the goddamn police and say, there's a camcorder in the basement in Eric Stoltz's house. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And something bad is about to happen. Look, step on the gas, because this guy's got a black market blockbuster video in we, his basement. We have a timetable here, cops. <laughs> yeah. we got to go. And he's got a bottle of JB that he is just getting through. And he's like got <sighs> a quarter of that bottle left. So, oh my goodness. Instead of all of this, he drops the stick of dynamite on the ground in this tiny basement, mind you, and it goes off and kills only Amy Smart. No, everybody's uh, uh, dead. Everyone's uh, at least an empty. That house is going up. The house is going up. But little thing, it doesn't just blow her up. It rolls as if it's like on a slanted billiards table <laughs> to Minnesota Fats is cheating <laughs> to Amy Smart. Amy, little Amy Smart picks it up. Oh, yeah, like, you're right. What's this? Kaboom. You know what? If if you're at that point, this movie is that stupid. She may as well put it in her mouth like Daffy Duck. <laughs> like a cigar. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then she turns to the camera and goes, Mercy. And the fucking frame blows up. No, basically, uh, Eric Stoltz says, Wabbit season. And takes the dynamite. And, uh, and uh, Ashley Kutcher says, Duck season. That goes on for a while. Then Amy Smart blows up. So we. Go back to present day, and he is locked in a mental institution. Yep. And here we are, 
We learn that in the crazy house, oh, the yeah. walls are brown and the whole thing. Why aren't mental institutions clean anywhere in movies? Like it, they are. I, I get it. The New York State facilities aren't pristine, but this is like in the middle of fucking Montana. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just they're always dirty because they, they always have to be terrible places. I Terrifying. Guess. Oh, so scary. So it turns out now, you guys, this is a real boner jam. Oh no, there are. No composition notebooks. Because in this reality, after the whole thing with the dynamite, the doctor never advised him to start writing down information. <laughs> well, fucking sharp objects. You can have the pen or a pencil near you. Yeah. Yep, exactly right. So he's fucked. He doesn't have any way to get back in time. Amy Smart's dead. He's in this mental institution, you know. And... Now we we know, by the way, that we know we're we're at the finish line here because yeah. the film does start with him running around a mental institution. He's leaving this note, and you don't really know what's going on. And then we flash back, dude. We should start at the end and work backwards. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think that's a really great way to draw everybody in, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> I was reading this book today. And he said something about elliptical structure. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm writing it down. It just means that we recycle a shot. <laughs> That's all it is. Don't worry about it. Okay, you're freaking me out for a second, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, I think we do that. <laughs> I think we go for that. So, yeah, I mean, like, he realizes, but there are um, home movies. And he's like, you don't think. And he finds that his, the way his father used to do it was he would go through pictures or something. Right, he had a photo oh, album. Almost anything could work because it's all bullshit. There's no rules to this anyway. Right, right, right. Well, because, just quick, one of the other, he goes back one more time and tries to dash it out with the dad again and the same exact thing happens. What you start realizing <laughs> with all this crazy shit, by the way, is that you, when when he's flashing back to some of these moments, you are getting... Uh, at the, the begin- scene, yeah, yeah, at the, the beginning mo- of the movie, like when he's having these blackouts, when he comes to, sometimes he's in a weird, peculiar uh, Position, predicament. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. one time he blacks out and then he wakes up and he's holding a knife and yeah. the mom's like, what are you doing with that knife? It's because in the blackout, it's present day Ashton Kutcher saying, I have to find something that I can cut the rope with for yeah. the dog. For example, that's one of the things. So the dad strangling him is because he goes back in time and he's like, dad. I'm actually me as an adult. And the dad's like, oh, man, I thought this curse would end with me. No. And then it's like cut back. Dude, we got to remember that he's got to call it a curse. It's kind of like being a werewolf. (laughs) The butterfly werewolf. (laughs) I wish. So the dad's like. The dad's like, well, it couldn't stop with me. It's got to stop with you. And he lunges over the table. And that's why he's trying to kill him. Because he's like, this guy's going to keep having you know, kids. And this disease is going to be spreading. Or this curse. And all these people are going to be fucking up the space-time continuum and so on. All roads lead to my dad choking me to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sure as fuck, we're at the beginning. And he's like, okay. And I don't know why. He, like, he starts writing. And he like breaks into the doctor's office. Puts on the fucking tape and he's like he writes a note to no one this is such unbelievable horseshit yeah because he's writing this note like if you find this i've blah 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 and i'm doing this and i'm going to save her but dude 
If you're going back in time, uh, this reality doesn't exist no anymore. No one's finding that fucking letter. Why are you wasting your time? Put the film strip on and let's get going. I guess if he's going to get like knocked out in the middle of watching the thing. I, but also, like, dude... Yeah, that's not helping your case. No, you know, it's not. It, the it, doctor it, it, looks at it and he goes, "Yep, still crazy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up the dosage, yeah, and and then you're just you're still crazy. Three in the more years. Here you go. Yeah. So he does it, and he for some reason it's so stupid. And this is when we get into five different alternate endings. In, oh, in mercy. the theatrical cut, um, the one I watched, uh. He fil- He watches a film of him and Amy Smart meeting for the first time. For some reason, somebody was filming this. Sure, it's probably Eric Stoltz was filming <laughs> this hey. child's birthday party. He's like, <laughs> Eric "Happy Stoltz. birthday to me!" Hey, Eric Mike. Stoltz screen tests. <laughs> oh. You know what? I the thing is, my handheld work is not great. I need a tripod. Is what I really need. So yeah, it's like I'm gonna go back to the first time I met her, and yeah. the, he flashes back to this party, and you know, Melora Walters is like, "Oh, Evan, this is Amy Smart. You'll be best friends." And he's like, "I have to just get her away from me forever." And this little kid leans into another little kid's ear and goes, "Like, if you come near me again, I'm gonna murder your whole fucking family." <laughs> and the girl's like, "Ew, no!" and runs away. And that's that's that. And then we cut through the the montage of how the timeline plays out. And she's like, you know what? I guess that boy was totally cute, right? But he said he was going to murder my family. So I guess I should get away from my child molester father after all. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That may, that that that's what that's what twisted her arm to Ugh. get in the yeah. You know, so, she turns out to be a success or something. Yeah. Let's wrap up this horse shit. I mean, he's in business school. He becomes a so and so hot yeah. shot. They fucking pass in the street, and it's like a was that? No, just keep walking. End of movie. End of movie. But okay. there is an amazing alternate ending. Let's get to it really quickly because it's. This is where they were smoking some really great well, this was weed. The, this is the director's cut, Oh, bro, yeah, dude. Because this is the way I... This is my vision. This is my design, by the way. <laughs> and, you know, we cut to... He's back in the room, and he's, he puts on... Instead of it being uh, a, a film of him uh, meeting uh, Amy Smart, it's... Melora Walters getting rushed into the rushed into uh, the surgery. The, yeah, yeah. She's she's giving birth to him. The dad is filming, yeah. and it's like, get out of here! I'm trying to have a baby. Ha ha ha! So he flashes back to the womb and strangles himself with the umbilical cord. And there's something, or she's like, not again, not again. This yeah. happened twice already, <laughs> apparently. And he fucking strangles himself in the womb and dies. And that's there. You go. Fuck it. Sick, bro. Ugh. Nice one. Slam dunk. Oh, man. That is the butterfly effect. <sighs> would anybody recommend watching this movie? I would not. Uh, it's just... It's it's college... It's it's high school level garbage. You know? Like, it's yeah. just... The narrative is just so thin and obvious. And, like, it's dudes that, you know, read way too much Chuck Palahniuk, watched it too much David Fincher, read too much Alan Moore, and just did not... Get the subtleties in any of those things. Mm-hmm. Chris yeah, Cabin. Absolutely not. Um, it's, I, I had a, I, watching this the movie is only an hour and 47 minutes. I had to stop it five times and like take a break <laughs> because I was a bored and B just, it, there's so much like excess to it. Like you didn't, you didn't, there's, you don't need five of those. There's, things. there's, this is an hour, as I said, an hour, 47 minute movie. This could be a, a quick 80 minutes. 
Yo, yeah, you could be in and out. Yeah, and this, it would have been fine that way, but this, it's, you, uh, and I mean, Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. We, I mean, we, we haven't talked about him enough. We haven't talked about him, and I mean, he's just, if you have to have him do anything where he's supposed to be straight-faced, you've lost the game already. <laughs> you just can't do it. it you can't do it. The scene where he uh, does propose to Amy Smart, in that, and that's, he's laughing the whole time. It's yeah, supposed it's, to be this big romantic moment where, mm-hmm. like, you're supposed to be like, look, it's, you're the love of my fucking life. We should be together. And he's just, like, half smiling to himself the whole time. He's it's always a, half smiling to himself. It's, a, it's just it's a 24-7 giggle fest. <laughs> that's all it is. Because it's just, like, inside, it's like, I got him all fooled. Like, that's, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and the movie does, to me, it, it's like his reel. It is it is his real because it's like, oh, if I had to like a war veteran, no arms, here we go. You know, oh, if you're, I wanted to play comedy, to- you're totally right. This yeah. is me and Amy Smart as fine, like uh, as douchebag dressed up as douchebags. I could do this, sure. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, you're totally right, and that's, that's why he's the exec producer of this movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was his movie to lose. You know, yeah. I mean, whatever. I do think the guy has good comedic timing. You know, he's. Yeah. Like married to Mila Kunis now, or dating something, so it's a yeah. nice like that '70s show circle. It all worked out. Um, you know, I think he's a funny dude. He's fine. Not I mean, this I, movie. I don't hate him like people hate him. Like, yeah. I, that, a, I got no but, reason to hate him. No. I, he's, he, there's nothing to hate, but he's just somebody I don't want to watch in movies. I won't watch that 70s show, the first couple seasons of that 70s show. That, and that's uh, it. that no strings attached picture is supposed to be good. No, that's supposed not. to be funny. No, <laughs> really not. No. Whoever told you that lied to you. It was my wife. But she lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the butterfly effect from 2004, directed by cinematic Wunderkinds. Eric Bress and Jay Mackie Gruber. If you want to get a hold of us, check out the website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag, we all hate movies at gmail.com. If anyone can really explain the chaos theory and who came up with it, that would be fantastic because we're all pretty sure it wasn't actually Ian Malcolm. Jurassic Park's Ian Malcolm. Rate and review the show in iTunes or if you subscribe to Stitcher and use the Stitcher radio app, rate and review there. However, you get the program. We would appreciate a good rate and review. Check out Eric Siska's sister show, Blame It on Outer Space. BlameItOnOuterSpace.com, at BlameSpacePod on Twitter, taking down conspiracy theories in a comedic fashion. Clue for next week's episode. A governor shows up. A governor is going to be dropping by. In the motion picture, not in, in reality. No. A former governor. Figure, do with that what you will. There's a couple of former governors that have graced the screen. Yeah. By no. the way, you're wrong. You just guessed a movie. <laughs> I'll say this: you, if you're guessing a movie right now, you're wrong. Yeah, you're you're totally. I guarantee you're wrong. This is deep web guesses only. So until next week, when we prove you wrong, I'm Andrew Jupin, Steven Zeta, Chris Gavin. Take it easy. Bye.